Hello friends. Welcome back to the Village Conversations podcast. I am your host Rafilo Ramahlodindlovu. The Village Conversations is a space where you get your weekly dose of inspiration through mini devotionals. If it is your first time here, a warm welcome to you. I hope you are left inspired and encouraged. Today on the podcast, I'm sharing a conversation I had with Selwani Nonimukwena when she shares her story of how she survived hearing loss. Hearing loss that she did not experience as a child, but experienced as an adult. This is a story about how God continues to work miraculously in our lives when we let him lead the way. This is a story of courage, the story, a great and powerful story, a testimony of Selwani Nonimukwena. I hope you are encouraged and inspired by her story. And remember that whatever that you are going through, whatever that may come your way, you are not alone. And that fight is not your fight alone. God is right there with you. And we'll see this as Selwani tells us her story and takes us through the journey that she went through. I hope you enjoy it. Stay encouraged and stay blessed. All righty. Yeah, okay, Selwani. <laughs> I am okay. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for um, having this conversation, Lynn, now on the Village Conversations podcast. I mean, we wanted to talk when I initially saw um, your post on Facebook talking about, you know, you wanted to donate and then eventually when you shared your story. So to be honest mm-hmm. with you, I was very inspired by your story. It's not every day that people come out and actually share their struggles literally with the world the way you did. Yeah. So before we continue, I just want to commend you on that. Um, uh, thank you. And say thank you so, <laughs> thank so much you. for sharing your story. Like immediately today, I said, you're already educating me when I was saying, you know, why don't you do this or that? You know, I don't want to give it away. Um, people must just tune in and listen to the rest of the interview. So thank you very much for doing this and for coming on here to share your story. And let's converse. Let's have a conversation. Let's pretend we are out there, maybe in the Maldives, by the beach, and <laughs> having fun. And you're just telling me about your life story. Um so, yes, so I think let's start firstly with an introduction. Who is Selwani Nunimu Queen? All right. Um, I'm just going to start by saying thank you so much for this opportunity. I have always, always, always thought that I'm, uh, I, I would want to do this with someone, but unfortunately, I didn't know you who, but Let's just say this is God's timing. Let's just yes, say this is God's timing. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, my name is Salwana Mukwena. Um, um, I was born in Johannesburg, Natal Street, which is known as Katahong. And then I, I grew up in, uh, in the Free State Square. And then uh, that's where my family stays now. Um, I'm currently located in the in the Northern Cape, Kurumani. That's where mm-hmm. I work, and that's where I stay at the moment. And um, 
I'm just sad, Salon. I'm a simple person and I don't know much to say. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> a simple person, Salon. <laughs> yeah, I want to say this question is get so tricky even for me. How much do I introduce yourself? I'm like, yo, where do I even start? What do I even say? It's like that interview question you just never know how to answer. Um, but yeah. <laughs> We'll yeah. get to we'll get to know you um some more um as we continue with the conversation. So as you know, I'm running this um this episode because I want people to share more of their stories, you know, just to encourage others and to inspire, you know, people out there. So what is your God story? So Lorani. Um <laughs> my story. Um yes. we want we want the juice. <laughs> we want the juice. <laughs> um I might say the, the day that I, I spoke uh, my story on Facebook, um it was the first time I spoke about it publicly. Mm-hmm. Not to my colleagues, not to my friends. The only people that were aware about the situation were my family. Yeah. So what happened to me was that um, I think um, mm-hmm. I kind of lost my hearing, big puppy, but I was not I was not aware because um, I worked in a in a place where you work face to face with people, so I was not aware that I'm losing my hearing, but. There were times where someone would call me and I wouldn't hear. And there were times where my colleagues would be like, I spoke to you and I asked you to do something and you didn't respond. Or mm-hmm. I was calling you, you didn't respond. And a lot of people thought maybe I'm being rude when they greet me and I don't respond. And I was I myself wasn't aware of it. Mm-hmm. Until last year when until last year when COVID came. And when COVID came, now we had two women. I remember yeah. when the president said we must wear masks and the first day that I went to work was the first day that I realized that I cannot hear. Yeah. And it, it, was so, it, it was so strange. Like I could not understand why am I not hearing people? People are wearing masks and now I cannot hear. Mm. And it was hard lockdown at the time, very hard lockdown. And I spoke to my manager and was like, I just realized that I cannot hear. So I was shocked. I just feel like no, I, I can yeah. imagine. Mm, mm. Mm. And then she's like, she's like, so what is it that you think you can do? And that I cannot work with customers, unfortunately, because they would not understand that I cannot hear. You can talk, mm. but you can't hear, you know. And then yeah. she's like, you know what? What we can do for you is we can put you in the back office for now, just to see what we can do. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was June when we went to level four. And we could travel yeah. by permit. So yes, yes, I, I remember. Yeah, mm. yeah. I did my own research and I saw there's a, a ear and eye clinic in Albertson in Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I have to go to this place because it's not just an audiologist or that you can go to, it's, it's a hospital. Mm. So they can check proper for what's going on with you. Yeah. And then I went, and then when I, when I got there, I did test, and then I was told that I have a severe hearing loss. Oh. It, it was just in one day that I received that, that news, and I was there by myself. Yeah. I was 
like, like I didn't know how to act. And then um, he's like, uh, you know, the doctor's like, you know what? It's not very common in young people. This thing always happens in all the generations, like people who are on their 80s and stuff. Yeah. But it does happen to younger people. It does happen to younger people due to, to trauma. And um, if we had an accident or, or they asked me a question and I, I didn't know how to explain how do I lose my hearing? Yeah, it didn't make sense. It just happened. It just happened. Oh. Yeah, so we did test and then he reset. I was just supposed to be there for one day and then he sent me to, to a Johannesburg Cochlear Implant Center. Johannesburg Cochlear Implant Center, yes, in, mm-hmm. in Johannesburg. Yeah. So I went there and then they confirmed and then they said the only way that I can hear it's for me to, to do a cochlear implant. I didn't even know what the cochlear what implant that is. is. I thought I was just going to go there and they were going to give me hearing aids and I was going to be fine. But no, we did, you need to do an operation and we can push with the medical mm-hmm. aids that you can do it in the next um, two weeks or so. So um, I went back to work and I told them and everyone was shocked. My family was shocked. People were shocked. Sure. With the family, they were aware. They were aware that I'm losing my hearing because I guess it's the people that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. So they were very aware of it. So I went for an operation. My brother took me for an operation. The day of operation, I went, and um, when I came back, I was with my brother in the car. My brother's like, "I think you can hear better now because we're both not aware what's gonna happen now. Yeah. I think you can hear better now, you know." And then. I was positive that I was gonna hear. And then uh, after five days, I went for, for checkup. And then the doctor was like, it's fine, now you can go back to work. So basically what happened is they, they didn't op, they opened my left um, side of the ear mm-hmm. uh, on the head. And then they put um, a second magnet. You put the magnet there okay. and um, you have to wait for a couple of weeks for, for that wounds to heal first and then um, you will go back and uh, once you have healed and then that's where the proce- the process of the implant will start working and I was not aware of that no. so I went back to work thinking I'm better and then um, I think after three days I became sick and then I, I told my manager like I'm not okay um, can I just go home it was Friday Saturday and Sunday, she called me to ask me, are you okay to come to work tomorrow? I was like, I'm, I'm not, but I will come in and I explain to you mm. when I get to work. She was talking to me on WhatsApp at the time. And yeah. she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I can't hear. Oh. I could not even hear my voice, my own voice. I could not hear it. Lonely. I was totally, totally deaf at the time. And I was saying, you know, then keeping Guruman by myself. Yeah. So I could not hear. So I had to ask my colleagues at work to, to call the hospital and tell the doctor what had happened. Um, because I was not supposed to be deaf. What happened mm. was they did an op on the on the left ear. The left ear, yes, was gonna be affected, but the right ear was supposed to be fine. The reason why they mm. did the op on the left ear because the left ear was more damaged and the right one was okay. Yeah. So it it was kind of shock. 
So yeah. they because because are safer, they had to find an um, an audiologist around uh, Puruman, mm. and my colleagues took me there, and they said I had an infection. Oh my! Goodness. And I have an infection, and I, I was put on medical <laughs> medication, and now I'm sick. I'm in Northern Cape by myself. Home is far. And Yo, many, many was, kilometers was, away. Yeah. And you know, when you do an operation on a head, you kind of lose your balance. Mm. Like I was not strong enough. So I stayed home and not going to work for, for like a week or so. And then after that, I decided, no, I'm going to go home because there's no need for me to stay here because there's nothing that I'm doing. I'm not yeah. working anyway. So... So I went home and I had a problem with the medical aid. <laughs> it was drama after drama. I had a medical aid problem. The medical aid had said they were going to pay 100% of, of the... Oh, what is it? The operation. <laughs> they were supposed to pay, yes, they were supposed to pay 100%, but now mm-hmm. they were saying we're only going to cover 80%. And the whole procedure is like about 500,000. <gasps> So you can imagine. Yes. That's a million. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> you. <laughs> so you can imagine not you, you are not ready for, for this thing. And then now suddenly no. you need to pay uh, 20% of 500,000. Where are you going to get that money? You. So I stayed, yeah, I stayed more at home trying to organize money mm. for me to pay. So, and unfortunately, I don't know if it's just me or what. I, I don't want to say anything bad, but I just felt like they didn't want to give me the device until they had the whole amount. I don't know why. Yeah. Because I could have just said, um, give me the device and um, I'll pay bit by bit. Yes, they want yes. the whole amount before they can mm-hmm. give me it. You know? So yeah. I had to organize, do loan, do a loan and I think it was like almost hundred thousand. <laughs> so, so you took a um, loan just I, to yes. just to recover yes. your health. Sure. Yes. So immediately when I send them proof of payment, they said you can come tomorrow. You that. Yes, and then um I went and I moved to Java to stay with my brother because now that they, I'm getting the device, I, I had to see them like three times in a week. Mm. And the first time they they put on a device, wow! I was it irritated me because it had this noise that was so irritating. Mm. I preferred not having it on. I preferred not having it on, but I had to have it on. So for yeah. me to, to get yeah. it because it's not like a yeah, it's it's not like a hearing aid where you just put now you can hear. Yeah, your brain has to now function in a new way of hearing. It all depends on your brain. If mm. your brain is not cooperating, you will not hear. So um, yeah, eventually I I went for for like three months and I could hear better, and they sent me back to work. After full three months from work. Yes, the last time I went to work was July. I went back mid-September. That was a journey. That was a journey. It and was, this, and this whole time, you, you couldn't hear anything. The worst part was my daughter. You know, with an adult, because 
uh, people that cannot hear, I think 90% of them are excellent lip readers. Like you can lip read, mm. like, yeah. like you can even hear, you can hear a person without hearing them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I, I get it. I understand you. Yeah. yeah. So we, it was very hard with my daughter because she's small. Like I could oh. not hear her. I couldn't like she would say something mama this mama this and I couldn't hear like I always had to have someone next to me so they can tell mm, me what she was saying and how mm. did that impact her Shem? my aunt says my aunt says uh, my hearing loss had affected my child in a way that when she speaks she's, she's loud mm. or she tends to think that you can't hear what she's saying, so she repeats herself. Oh, but she's okay now. But she's okay now. Okay. <laughs> and at least, yeah. at least, it happened when she was a baby, so she'll actually outgrow yes, that. Yes, because yes. now mommy can hear, and you know, we can have a proper conversation like we like we used to. And the oh. worst part was during that time; it was just the two of us. Mm. Just the two of us. I only took her. I took her home when the lockdown started. When the hard lockdown started, I was like, "Let me take my child home because yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen because the crashes close and stuff." Mm. So she she spent three years of her life with with a person that cannot hear. Oh. yeah. And then yeah. just um just on on that journey of you know learning that you can hear. And then eventually you're hearing, getting lost completely. What was going on in your mind? Like, I just want to understand what was going on in your head when that was happening? I was because, angry. Yeah, I because life changed so much and it changed like that. Um, I was angry. I was so angry. I was so angry at God. I was so angry mm. because I lost my mom when I was young. and um, I grew, oh, that's when I went to Guadua and yeah. I grew up having my grandparents as my parents and mm. they passed on in 2018 just when I was dealing with the loss of parents now I cannot hear no. you understand that so my question to God was what else do you want to take from me what, mm. is it, what else do you want to take from me mm. not knowing not knowing that He's actually trying to bring me closer to him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware. I'm not going to lie. Until I started praying hard because, number one, I, I was frustrated. I could not hear. I was depressed. I cannot hear. Mm-hmm. So the frustration and the anger and the depression made me so angry at people. Like, I would blame them for it. You guys are having a conversation but you know I cannot hear, but yeah. it means that you don't want to include me because, because all the time they, I felt like when you are having a conversation in the house, they should focus more on me and make sure that I hear. Yes, yeah, be you know? more accommodating. But it's only, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, we fought so much with my siblings because of that. But it was only later that I realized that as much as this thing is new to me, it's also new to them. They don't know yeah. how to treat a person with the hair in love. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess at that time... By the time I... Mm -hmm. 
No, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like by the time I realized I had fought with my sister, I had fought with my brother, I had fought with a lot of people because I felt that, you know what, yeah. I don't understand me. Yeah, you were also angry at everyone, thinking they don't care, you know, now I'm in this situation and nobody's paying attention to me. And also, yeah. God, like, where are you? through all of this yeah. you know where yeah. are you yeah. so when did God start showing himself back to you and um, what happened is I started praying I started praying like I've never prayed before mm-hmm. but the funny part is that that day when I was praying I felt like I'm praying in a way that I've never prayed before but now when I pray now I feel like the prayer that I'm saying today is stronger than the prayer that I said yesterday. I don't know if yeah. you understand that. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I felt at the first day that I prayed to God, I said, God, please give me back my hearing. Make me lead a normal life again. Yeah. I felt like that day, it, it was the day that I prayed like I've never prayed before. And then mm-hmm. God... God has a way, man, of, of answering you without even you noticing you. Because mm. after that, I was like, you know what? I can't go out. I can't party. I can't. I can't. Let me just do something. Let me pray. Let me read the Bible. Let me. And the more you read the Bible, the more you get the answers. Because the answers are mm. in the Bible. Yes. And then I was, I, I bumped into a scripture that spoke about, um, I didn't write it down. It, it, the scripture spoke about um, a, a blind man that was born blind, and um, the Jesus disciplines asked him, Hore, what was it? They were the guys, the the blind men seen that made God to be angry at him, or the mm-hmm. parents seen? And when Jesus answered, he said, um, it wasn't the sins of the parents or the sins of the blind man, but Whatever that happened to him, it was so that the goal, the work of the Lord could be seen through yeah. him. Mm. And then that's when I got my, my testimony. I was like, you know what? God is going to do something in my life. And my life mm. is going to be a testimony. And people are going to see God through me. And that's through how I want you. to live my life. Mm. So now through your story, because you're touching so many lives. So like I follow the stuff that you post and the lives that you like having. Um, I always go and check and actually listen to everything. And so many people, even when I check the comment section, you know, so many people are getting empowered by what you are sharing. So if you hadn't yeah, gone through, they are, they are. yeah, if you hadn't gone through what you 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 went through then, you know, where would we be getting all of this information that you're teaching us? I mean, you were over 20. I don't, I don't want to reveal your age, um, <laughs> but you went deaf. <laughs> you went deaf in like your 20s or early 30s. I mean, that is a story I've never heard before. Um, because normally, mm-hmm. yes, even when I when I was reading up on, you know, people going deaf and like the first initial signs of deafness, it does say that, you know, you will get the first signs, but those things, like your doctor say, actually affect people who are much mm-hmm. older. 
Or if a child is very little and they are struggling from that onset, then it's, you know, you are able to tell, oh, okay, so my child already has a disability. But now this thing happened when you were like older, like, oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But only, you know, God had picked his soldiers. God had picked his soldiers and he picked you for this one knowing that you will be able to, you know, get through it. Yes, it, it was tough, but here you are. Did you ever think you would do the stuff that you're doing today? You know, speaking mm. in front of people, teaching and empowering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, think I, just, I, I just say now, it's my journey. It was mm. it's my journey. It was meant to happen. That's how I was supposed to go closer to God. Yeah. That's how I was supposed to discover my true self. That's mm-hmm. how I was supposed to, to build my relationship with God as my father. Yes. Because and there were things that I couldn't talk to God about. But now I speak to God as my father. Yeah. I call him my father. And when mm-hmm. I pray and I'm in any situation and say, God, I'm your daughter. He okay. says he will not leave me, you know. So mm-hmm. he's my father. Yeah. And I think that that personal relationship is what actually makes a big difference. It makes a big it difference. Does. Yeah. It does. It does. It Wait, does. Mara, your story. <laughs> it, it, it changes a lot of things. Yeah, no, it, it really does. A, like you, it you, really does. You, you you get to a point where where you like you cannot do anything without consulting with God face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can it, even little little situations like yeah. last week I last week I was going home, so I took a bus to 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 Jobek first. And then when I got to Jobek, I I was supposed to take another bus to Deben. The mm-hmm. Harris Smith one. Yeah, yeah. Deben. So I was gonna go to Harris Smith. And when I was there I realized that the person that had done my booking, because I couldn't do the booking on my phone because my phone wasn't working for some reason. Yeah. Had done it on the wrong date. And the yeah. bus that I was supposed to was sold out. Sure. I said, God, I'm taking this bus. This bus is full and I am taking it. I don't know how mm. it's gonna happen. I don't know how you work. I don't know how you do your miracles, but this bus I am taking it. Is where I'm going. And eh. was, <laughs> and, and and the bus was full and and they had told me that there's nothing that can do. I'm going to have mm. to take the bus, the later bus. And I spoke to some guy, other guy and he said to me, you know what, I'm the bus driver. We're just going to check. If there's a no-show, then I will let you know. Yeah. And behold, there was a no-show. Look at just that. Just for one person. Yeah. Just for one person. And I was like, I know who my father is. Yeah. so it's in the little things it's in the little things and I think that's where the the personal relationship is so important because even in the little things you don't miss his messages and because people are always I think people the the way we we were um, framed or conditioned is that you need to fear God you know you can't be telling him about this and this and that and like in essence you can't be bothering him about the little things and also it always for me it always felt like people or the way we were taught is that when God speaks to you 
he will speak like in a powerful voice or in a powerful way where yeah. you will be like yeah that is definitely god and it's not like that it's not like that it's for not. you it's, mm, not. it's not for you to be able to hear what he's saying to you you actually need to be present and you know be in the moment and be in relationship with him and yeah it's just amazing it's just amazing that's something yeah, Lena, on my journey now, that's something that's very big for me. And, you know, when you get a message or a thought, mm. eh? you get a thought mm. and a thought crosses your mind and you're like, nah. you know, you try rationalizing it and then jiggy, jiggy. and then you mm. later learn, I was disobedient in that moment because I didn't listen. Because now, later on, you actually realize for it, if I had acted on that message that I received earlier, what I'm going through mm. right now may have not happened. But now, because I didn't I listen, <laughs> because I didn't listen, <laughs> this is why I'm in this situation. So it's just, yeah, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just amazing. So tell me, how... how um. How has it been now that you're back at work and, you know, you have your hearing? Are you back working with people or are you still in the, in the back office? How, is, how has it been for you now? Um, work is okay, I must say. Mm. However, because, um, because for some reason, like when a person has the mask on, I still struggle to hear them. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how long we're gonna have COVID for. Girl. So and the other thing about yeah, the other thing about uh, a cochlear implant is it's just in your brain, you know. So mm-hmm. if I speak to a person that I often talk to, mm-hmm. I hear them in the mask. Oh, wow. But if I speak to Someone that that yeah, someone that I don't know or, or or I've never met like the first time I meet them yeah. or someone I don't have conversations with a lot I I struggle to hear them. That's mm. just how it is. If I if I speak to someone that um that doesn't speak a, a familiar language yeah I struggle. Oh wow. So, mm, so that's so interesting. Yes, if a person speaks so sort of because it's a language that I know and I grew up with, mm. it's much easier. If a person speaks speaks English, I hear them obviously. But if a person mm. can come speaking another language that I'm not familiar with, like Afrikaans, or, or I'm gonna struggle. But if they didn't have a mask on, I was gonna catch one day, day one with day one with day, and then make out what they say. Mm. That yeah, is so, so interesting. Have the so, doctors explained why? They explained why. Yeah, I get have they explained why that is. I find it so so intriguing that you are able to recognize, I think, um, what your brain got accustomed to. But the other newer mm. stuff, it's difficult for you to fully understand or grasp, rather. I don't know why, hey. I don't know mm. why. But what you need to understand is when you have severe hearing loss, you have totally lost your speech. I Meaning so you learning. can hear sounds. Yeah. You can hear sounds, but you have lost speech. 
Like so, you can hear sounds like like bang bang or yeah. you can hear that like someone is banging, but you mm-hmm. cannot hear a person knocking on the door or you can hear music playing. You can mm. you can hear the drums that are playing, but you cannot hear what the actual singer is singing. That's how it is. Like you can you've lost speech, but you still have sound. So what the cochlear implants is doing for me is helping me get the the speech back. Mm. So it's not gonna happen overnight. It yes. doesn't happen overnight. So they so they, they always say we give you up until a year. And you yeah. every after three months I go back and we do test and we be like, okay, you were here, now you're here. You were mm. here, now you're here, you know. So it it depends on my brain. If my brain is quick Maybe it can take me six months, but if my yeah. brain is slow, it can take me longer. Okay, so it means you need to be regularly stimulating your brain. Yes. Interesting. Yes. That's why when I'm so awake, they put me in a back office. I work in a back office full time. Mm-hmm. I have my own resources that are done by me only yeah. in the back office. But because I'm sitting alone in the back office and not talking to anyone, I play music on my phone. Mm. So I can get used to hearing. Yeah. I play music. I play videos, YouTube videos. I play, I play gospel music. I play uh, sermons. I play, I play sermons mm-hmm. so I can listen to the word of God so I can hear. That's what, that's what helping me too. Hearing from my phone when people are talking and there are things that I thought I could hear. Mm. I, I didn't hear. It's only now that I realized, oh, I'm opening a, this person was saying this, not this. this. It's only now. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so it, it has so also I'm, actually improved um your hearing as well. It has improved from mm. where I was before the clear yes. before COVID, before... Mm me being aware that I had lost my way. Yeah. It has completely improved. It has completely improved. I'm not going to wow. lie. It has. Wow. Mm. Okay. So how do you, I mean, like you've been through a lot. I feel like you've been through a lot, especially with your daughter, you know, being a young mom and she's still so young. And now today we are fine. We are chit chatting with mama. And then the next thing she can't hear me. You know, um, and just going through the family struggles and challenges that you had. How have you been keeping the faith? What are some of the practical stuff that you've been doing just to, you know, keep your faith up and so that you don't give up and you don't give in and you continue actually, you know, soldiering on? Like I said before, I... I personally, I don't know what other people would might think, but I personally mm-hmm. think that whatever was happening to me was God trying to bring me. So I think God has been trying to say, come, come, but mm-hmm. I was not away. So he had to do something to me just to open my eyes. So for my faith, I pray. I pray a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I pray a lot. And I learned that as much as, I grew up in the in the church at one of mission. Mm-hmm. I stayed in a mission house. So I grew up in church and we were taught from Sunday school. We were taught the word of God from Sunday school. Mm-hmm. However, I had to now teach myself the word of God 
in my own way, not by the way that I was taught, with yes. the understanding of another person. Mm. So we call it unlearning. I went through yes. an unlearning process in order for me to relearn the word of God in a way that I'm supposed to learn it. Yeah. And while I'm doing, while I'm trying to do that, I realized that, you know what? You hear, because in the school, they taught you the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. You just know mm. the scripture. We don't yes. even know where it is. We don't mm. even know what they were saying there. Yeah, no context so, whatsoever. Yes. So I was like, you know what? This is an opportunity for me to, for me to go to know God. I have to know his ways. So I was like, you know what? I have to join a Bible study. Mm-hmm. And I have, so that I can understand the Bible. Yes. And I enrolled on a, on a, on a Bible course. And I'm going to tell you this. You won't believe it. Ever since I joined the Bible course, which was like five months ago, mm-hmm. and I will do like a, maybe a, a, it's an online thing. Yeah. I'll do like three uh, three modules in a week, and the following mm-hmm. week we have Mondays we have uh, a Bible study which with random people that I don't even know. I found the Bible study on on Instagram with yeah. people that I don't know. So yeah. I, whenever I will do five maybe a lesson. On Monday, the person that is doing the Bible study will be explaining the existence that I read. But then now, the question someone would ask is like, probably that person is doing the same course that you're doing. No, the person that is conducting that has a, a, a degree in theology. No meaning way. They don't know, they're not doing the course that I'm yes. doing. But then I even went to him, I even went to him and said, you know what, I will do this thing on the course. And then on Monday, you will be talking about the same things that I said. Why? Mm. Like, what is confirming? You are on the right no. path. God is just confirming that you are on the right path. So, so that's what's been happening for me to keep my, my faith. I, I wanted to know who God is. Mm. And I'm, I'm learning who God is. And God is showing himself in my life. So mm. I carry my Bible to work even. If something comes to my mind, I take it on the Bible. So yeah. I get a confirmation that was that God has been sending to me. So that's how I keep my faith. That's how it is. God has been on something. He, he has carried me everywhere. Mm. Like I stay alone here in Northern Cape, but you won't even tell. The people that I stay with here, because it's a complex, so the people yeah. that I stay with, they don't even know that I cannot hear. They don't, they don't sure. even know. That's how amazing God is. That has sure. been amazing. So I feel like I owe it to him to live the life that he wants me to live. Absolutely. For as long as I'm alive, for as long as I'm alive, I will stay in my faith. Amen to that. Life by design. Yes, not our own design. (laughs) No, that that is beautiful. And I must say, um, I think when you've gone, when you are actually going through the journey and you get to like understand him, the way you're explaining it, what came to my mind was the reminder that God is so personal. God is a personal God. That's why you cannot relationship with him via someone, not even if it's your pastor or Mm. your leader in church, or, you know, you have to have the personal relationship with him. That's the only way that you will be renewed spiritually. That's it, you know, but you find because of a lack of knowledge um, or wisdom rather, 
we think that actually, no, you know, if Silvani has prayed for me, that one, yeah, when my things are not going right, if I can just get Silvani to pray for me, then I'll be good. Not realizing that you actually have the same access that Silvani has to God. Mm. You know, you can mm. speak directly to mm. him. And I'm not mm. saying, you know, people, mm. we should not um, be relying or consulting with our pastors or with our other, you know, church leaders. But what I'm saying is we need to remember that first and foremost, the relationship is a personal one. And that is why mm. before, you know, for every Christian, you, you go through Sunday school, you get baptized, and then, you know, you mm. give your life to God. It's a personal thing, you know, it's a personal thing. And that's just how it is. And you can't relationship with him via someone else. You have to do it directly with <laughs> you have to do it directly with him. Yeah. So just um what is your final message um for those who are watching and for those who are listening to, to the conversation? All right. Um at <laughs> first I would like to say, as we were talking about a personal relationship with God, um, I would like to say do not wait for Sunday in order for you to, to speak to God. Don't Amen. wait for Sunday. Amen. Speak to God every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, and um, the other thing that I want, I don't, I wanted us to to speak about Mark ten. Yes, it's verse forty six. So it's Mark ten, verse forty six, and it says they came to Jericho, and as Jesus was leaving with his disciples and a large crowd. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, take pity on me. Many of the people scolded him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted even more loudly, son of David, take pity on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man, cheer up, they said, get up, he is calling you. He threw off his cloak, jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. Teacher, the blind man answered, I want to see again. Go, Jesus told him, your faith has made you well. At once he was able to see and followed Jesus on the road. That's where it ends. Okay. So I love this scripture because um, of the faith that the blind man had. He could not see, he heard by the people that were sitting around him that there's Jesus coming and he shouted. Mm -hmm. And there were people that were trying to stop him. They were shushing him, mm. you know. And, and something says to me that, your neighbors, when you try to call up to the Lord, will say, Shh, when you are, when you, when you, when you, your friends will try to sue you, people mm -hmm. will try to sue you. But then if you keep quiet, had the blind man kept quiet, what was going to happen to him? Yeah, stay blind. Think about it, Hore. Mm. If I keep quiet, as the people are saying, I'm, I must keep quiet, I'm making noise, God will not hear me. God will not ask me, what is it that you want? God mm -hmm. will not say, 
knowing what is it that you want, Salwani, what is it that you want, you know? So for you to get your deliverance, keep shouting, keep telling God mm. what you want. A silent prayer. I want a silent prayer. Yeah. But then when you need God, shout and say, Jesus, have mercy on me. That's all mm. I wanted to tell you guys, that God loves you. He's just waiting for you to open your mouth and tell him what you want. Yeah. So don't let, yeah. don't let, when, when, you, when you have a relationship with God, when you are speaking to your God, don't let depression to distract you. Don't let anxiety to distract you. Don't let your colleagues, your job, your, yeah. your what, your problems distract you. Focus on God and you will yeah. get your deliverance. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. I have no words to say after that. <laughs> like, just focus. I think the key word for me is focus. And then God will deliver you. Focus. And God will deliver you and provide for you just what you need. Focus, guys. Focus. You heard it from Selwani. She was deaf, <laughs> and now she can hear by the glory of God. How amazing is that? Um, thank you so much. Okay, thank you so much, Noni, for sharing your story um, with you. me and everybody else that will be listening and watching on YouTube. I know I commended you when we started out, but I really, really want this to be, you know, ingrained in you. I really commend you for being mm. so, so bold telling your story and despite you know what the naysayers are saying like you just mentioned now that people are saying you're making noise you know but you know Mm, mm. you know what god has put on your path and you know and understand what it is that you need to be doing luena focus on that Mm. don't lose it just continue moving boldly and on this journey, just continue moving boldly the way you are. Keep on empowering us, keep on educating us, and keep on mostly inspiring us. I always say sharing our stories, our personal stories, is actually what makes an even greater impact in people's lives. Because you see how pretty Noni is. Who can tell that Noni is struggling to hear? Like... <laughs> you know so we see instagram pictures we see people posting nice clips they're on holiday doing this and that but we don't really know the struggles you know and as a result of Mm. that we get inspired um sometimes by the wrong things and by things that are really not true you know but through Mm. telling our authentic stories and owning our stories that's where the greatest impact is because Kausa, mm. and someone will be listening to this and actually, or maybe even watching this and thinking, oh my gosh, so I'm not alone, you know, I'm mm. not alone. So mm. if she was able um, to get through this, not by herself and not by her wisdom, but because she was reliant on God, and then what am I doing, you know, relying on myself for everything that I need, mm. you know, let me mm. get my relationship mm. right with God. It's a personal thing. Mm. Let me get my relationship right with God. And then things always work out for God's children. Like, that's just it. No matter how many trials and hurdles <laughs> we go through, <laughs> things always work out. And in the process, we are, you know, our character gets built so much, so much in preparation mm. also for what 
what's to come next. So thank you so much for being bold. And thank you so much for being my guest. I really enjoyed this conversation. And may you continue sharing um, yourself with the world, with us. I really, I appreciate I you. And, yeah, so today I, I was telling, I was I telling my husband just now <laughs> that, yeah, 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 I've got an interview. I've got an interview with Selwane. And so he was asking me, so what's her story? <laughs> So I told him and he's like, oh, but you've told me her story before. I'm like, yeah, it's the same one. Only now we're sitting to have this conversation. So I'm so glad it happened finally. Aww. It was the right time. <laughs> it was the right time. Um, <laughs> thank you for sharing your amazing testimony with us. I really, really do appreciate it. And I hope the guys who are listening and watching will be inspired too. So thank you so much. And may you continue letting God Thank work. Thank you for having me. Yes, you must continue letting God work on you <laughs> and through you. We are, after all, his vessels on earth, right? We are the disciples yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so very much. Um, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Alrighty. <laughs> Bye.